traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Welcome equestrians from all over the world. It's St. Patrick's Day. We're having a good time here at the farm, enjoying the horse industry of all breeds. Hope you're doing the same. Hope you're having a safe St. Patrick's Day. Um, it's going to be a great show today. We're talking about a lot of things. Um, want to go over something uh, real quick with you here. Uh, the 424-23 um, show, which is a week from today, is going to be a very, very good show. Um, we're going to have uh, three different uh, uh, interviews, live interviews. Uh, we're going to talk about Last Call, the um, April 30th uh, sale at Keeneland, and we're going to have the OBS sale uh, um, of two-year holds in training. We're going to have those results, and we're going to talk about opening day at Keeneland. We're going to talk, talk about opening day at Churchill Downs. And we're going to talk about the three-day Rolex. And we're going to talk about uh, the Global Champions Tour in Miami. And um, we'll have Arlie back with us. So she'll be talking a little bit about um, what it's going to be like to ride in that. She'll be riding in, uh, in the GLT, uh, which is the Global Champions Tour at Miami. Then we're going to have the preview of the uh, Louisiana Derby, the Arkansas Derby, the Jeff Luby Stakes and the Santa Anita Derby. Uh, those are pretty much the last four um, uh, shots to get into the Kentucky Derby. Uh, we'll also uh, mention a little bit, talk a little bit about the Bluegrass Stakes that'll be coming up. And then um, the last shot to get into the Derby will be the Lexington Stakes. Uh, that'll be all next month uh, from Keeneland, um, the Bluegrass and the Lexington Stakes. Uh, that's going to be interesting to uh, meet there at Keeneland. Got a lot of good horses that are pointing for uh, the races there. And, and literally the 30 days of Keeneland and the first 10 days of Churchill, tremendous stakes uh, cards that they have there. Horses from all over the world will be there, and it'll be interesting to uh, see what that's going to be like. And then we're going to um, see who's coming from Europe and who's coming from Japan. Uh, that That's going to be one of the... Um, uh, that's the big question right now. Is anybody coming from Europe or Japan? But we'll know next week on the 24th. Then we're going to talk about the Derby, Derby Dozen. And then we're going to go uh, and talk specifically about Churchill Downs in the 10 days leading up to the Derby at Churchill. And we're going to talk about uh, Dawn at the Downs. Uh, that, that, that's a real good program they have there. And then uh, you'll be able to see this live on IENTV.org. It's the morning works. The 10 days prior to the Derby, we'll have the morning works every morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Uh, there, and then we'll talk about uh, uh, Derby Week, and that, that'll that be an a interesting show next week. Uh, it's going to run pretty good. And also, now we'll get into today's show, and it just uh, some of the things we're going to talk about today uh, it's what really makes the horse industry uh, unique and different. Um, we have, um, <laughs> you know, just something where, you know, people have money in the horse business. Uh, Jim Israel, uh he is the owner of the NFL uh, Indianapolis Colts, a renowned collector of pop culture and American history memorabilia, 
has acquired the saddle um, on Secretariat when he won the American Triple Crown 50 years ago in 1973. So um, he bought the saddle. He bought the saddle, and that, that was just amazing, you know, to see somebody come in and, you know, they have these huge, um, uh, you know, things that they do and, and buy and everything. Uh, you know, I, I just can't believe the horse business like it's getting. Um, they said uh, it's been put together very, uh, very unique uh, program that he's put together. Uh, last year, the collection that includes 80 items was valued at $100 million. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable at some of these collections when they get together. Uh, you know, how, how the, uh, the value of them goes, uh, you know, to, to get things like that. So, you know, you never can tell when you go to the racetrack, uh, you know, hey, pick up a horseshoe that could have been off the secretariat or, you know, a program that uh, has, you know, um, litigate, uh, next year's, this year's Derby champion, hopefully. So, you know, those are the kind of things that uh, you do in the horse business. You just go out and you try to, uh, you know, get memorabilia and, and like I said, uh, Mr. Israel from the uh, Colts, um, you know, he bought it. Uh, it didn't say how much he paid for it, but, uh, you know, he got it. And uh, it's just uh, uh, a collector's dream to get, uh, you know, unique items like that. Um, now, if you guys are out on the weekend and you're in the uh, Ocala area, uh, there's a horse show. Uh, it's called Live Oak International. It's a great horse show. You can get down and you can mix with all the horse people, and, you know, it's right there on, on a nice facility. Um, we have the Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital Intermediate Driving Dressage um, uh, class. That's at 8.30 a.m. on the 16th, which was yesterday. And also we're a little behind here. But they had the single horse, the single Paralympics, the pony pair, and the and the horse pair Olympics. Um, it, it was a, a nice show. I don't have the results in front of me yet, waiting for those to come in. Uh, we had the driving, um, FEI driving dressage. Uh, we had the, uh, the horse team. We had pony team, horse single, pony single, pony pair, and horse pair. So when you go, you're going to see a good program. Uh, there you're going to see a lot of action. Uh, a lot of events, uh, they literally cover from, uh, um, you know, from early in the morning. Uh, you know, they start around 8.30 a.m., and they go all the way up until uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's really nice because you can walk around, get up close, and see how they saddle the horses and how they get them ready to go. And it's just really a good thing that they have uh, there. That was uh that was uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, this week that they had um, that they have it. Uh, for example, uh, we'll talk about uh, Friday for like today. Um, the driving dressage youth division. They have the Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital Intermediate Driving Dressage, the Pony Single, uh, the mandatory uh, jumping riders meeting. Uh, Great American Competitors Tent. Uh, you can go down and see how they, what all they have to do. And then um, 
here uh, at 345, they have the class three CSI 14. It's a 350, it's a $555,000 Longines Grand Prix qualifier. So um, there's a lot of money being offered up here. Um, you know, I'm just, I just, my mind gets boggled when I just start seeing the money that's being offered at, at these show jumpers. And it's, um, it's really something to go, go see. It's the Live Oak International uh, in Ocala. Uh, that, that's really uh, a nice facility, good things they have there. And, you know, I was just thinking the other day, when I was a kid, we used to go out to, uh, to Live Oak, and um, uh, it's out on Southwest 110th Avenue in Ocala. And we used to go out there and think, man, this is out in the sticks. This is out in the country. There's, you know, why are we coming out here for? Uh, you know, it, it was just one of those things. But now it's just a beautiful area out there in, in Ocala. Um, you know, I, I just really, uh, like all areas of the horse industry, uh, for example, the Jockey Club Thoroughbred Incentive Program, the TIT program, they call it, um, they decided to uh, structure a program that would uh, help these thoroughbred horses that get off the track. Uh, a lot of them uh, retire from the track, and, and they go out, and there's really, you know, they're just tossed out into a field. And after training and, and you know, being competitive in their nature that they have, um, you know, it was just tough on them just to be turned out in a field. So quite a few years ago, they started the TIP program, and they decided that they were going to start um, uh, rehoming these horses, give them a second life. And they started out basically as just uh, regular riding horses, and, you know, people could trail ride with them and, and things of that nature. And then uh, a group of people got together at the jockey club and said, there's got to be more than that uh, for these horses to do. So they organized the jockey club thoroughbred incentive program, uh, short and is tip. And what they do is they create horse shows uh, around just for the thoroughbreds. And for like, for example, um, in Maryland, they've got 121, uh, uh, shows that they have that are available for uh, the TIP program. Um, they have approved more than 6,700 awards and classes and more than 1,400 shows in 43 states and six Canadian providence, provinces in 2023. So it just goes to show you, you know, that there's a lot of uh, things out here for these for these horses to participate in. Um they have uh, multiple discipline awards, including eventing, dressage, uh, Western and English pleasure, ranch riding, hunter jumper, endurance, barrel racing, polo, polo cross. Uh, a full calendar of shows are available. Um, you know, if you come to IEN, you'll be able to uh, click onto it and see them. But it's amazing. Like, we've got 98 shows here in Florida, which um, is kind of disappointing because I thought we would have more than that, um, you know, here. Uh, Maryland's got 121 shows. Um, you know, Kentucky's got 37. Illinois's got 10. Um, there's 22 in Canada uh, plus. There's 63 uh, uh, in, in, uh, in uh, New York. It's just amazing to see uh, these horses that are coming around out of the program. So, you know, it's something good you can um, – 
go to them in your area. Uh, sometimes there's not a lot of horses at the tip show. Um, you know, there's only eight or nine, that type of thing. And then you get up into Maryland, sometimes you might have 200 in a class. Uh, it's really, it really gets big. Uh, you know, so that, that's what, uh, uh, I, I like it. I can go anywhere and see a horse show. I can see horses anywhere I go, everywhere I go. Um, so we are now going to talk about my favorite, my favorite. It's called Last Call. And Last Call is our uh, show about um, uh, horses being sold. And the reason we call it the Last Call because we don't know whether it's going to come from the Internet, uh, whether it's going to come from uh, somebody in at the actual sales or come from the telephone. Uh, the way electronics are today, um, people can buy horses from all over the world, and you can participate live into it, um, which is, uh, uh, you know, every horseman's dream, you know, to be the guy that put the bid on the million-dollar horse. You know, that, that's what's uh, what's exciting about last call, and you don't know who it's going to come from. But, for example, like today uh, on uh, our website, we have the OBS March sale. It's the two-year-old training sales. And so um, I, I was pretty interested to see what happened today, which we have. It's on there now, and it's live on our website. Uh, they have hip number 625 through hip number 833 uh, that will uh, be there today. And uh, you can go to it, and you can watch it. It started at 8 a.m. this morning. And what a uh, in training sale is, or under tax sale, uh, is is um, uh, they go out and they work three eighths of a mile. They're they're trained up to three eighths of a mile, and hopefully, uh, you know, they're going to put in a good mile. And you'll see how they work. And then uh, the next few days, you can go and see how they came out of the work. And then you know they have the sale. So what they did is they started on March 14th this month, in the 14th, 15th, uh, 16th, and 17th. They had. Um, 833 horses go out to the OBS training facility and they work their three-eighths of a mile for the, for the different um, uh, people, prospective buyers that might want to assume. And they were all alone on the track. Each horse individually came out and did his three-eighths of a mile. They'd call out his number and they'd go through and he'd work the three-eighths of a mile to the wire and you could see what he was like and how he galloped out and it's really exciting. Then, then now... The best part of the sale is, is once you've seen them, um, you know, do the under-tax sale, uh, under-tax demonstration, um, on the 20th and 21st and 22nd, they come back and they sell the horses. They go under the auction uh, hammer to be sold. Um, they have, um, on March 20th, hip number one through 278. On uh, 21st, it's 279 through 556. And on March 22nd, it's 5:57 to 8:33. And you can go up to the sales and you can watch and see how they how they uh, come out, and you can look at the times that they had, and compare them to others that were in, in the uh, under tax sale, and see how they um, compare and see what kind of price that they have. Uh, there's some really good horses in there. Uh, there were some good horses in there this morning, as you say. And, you know, the, it looks like the best may have been saved for last. But um, you're, you'll see those today and, and see how they go. And, and if you go to the website, uh, you can see uh, 
all the results and see the commentary of, of what's going on and how how their uh, how the sale's going to go. Uh, so that that's a uh, that's how that's a barometer on how our uh, sales go. Now they just had the Magic Million sales in Australia, and and the, they were buying horses right and left. And so I kind of use that as an indicator to see how everything's going to go worldwide. Now, most of the horses that are bought in, in uh, Australia stay in Australia. Uh, they don't come out. But it's a good in- economic indicator of how the horse business is worldwide uh, because each each country has their own, uh, you know, their own uh, standards and their own um, races and everything. But for the most part, you know, since our business depends on gambling, Gambling is gambling, and it's good in Australia, it's good in New Zealand, uh, it's good in Europe, uh, and it's good here in the United States. And so the sales usually are a good indication of what's to come. And uh, the sales were good at at the Magic Millions. Uh, The sales are good at OBS, and we'll see what happens with the sale that will be coming up at um, Keeneland on April the 30th. That's an in-training sale uh, there in itself. A lot of Group One family, winning families headlined the Aquina sale in France. Um, there were some nice horses that were sold there. Uh, again, the um, uh, the dollar the dollars are there. They're buying right and left. You know uh, these horses, and and that's just a, an amazing uh, indicator to what's going on. Now a lot of uh, horses come over from Europe and France, but their circuit's so good over there, and the money. It's pretty decent. It's not like it is here in the United States, you know, but it, but it's pretty good, uh, you know, for Europe. And they got people buying. And that, that was the main thing, uh, you know, that uh, they were looking at. But like I said, the Ocala Breeder sales, um, uh, the sales were up. It really looks good for them. Um, you know, I, I just uh, getting really excited about, um, you know, just the horse industry as a whole. And we've got so many people that are coming and doing their thing, you know, in a horse business. Uh, that's what this really uh, tells me that something's good going to happen with us this year uh, here with the horses, and 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 leading into next year, and and you know, uh, on down the road, that's what's going to be good uh, for us. So, uh, you know, hey, get in the business. That's what you got to do is get in the business. Okay. Um, now we're going to kind of start talking about April and May, uh, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why. We're going to start talking about it because um, it's the spring is here. Um, we got a lot of things that are going on, um, especially like in Lexington. In Lexington, uh, we've got the Rolex Three Day event coming at the Kentucky Horse Park. We've got. Um, uh, the Keeneland sales, uh, Keeneland horses uh, racing age sales set for April 30th. The closing uh, night at uh, Keeneland there of the races, and then Churchill opens, you know, the next day and get ready for the Kentucky Derby. But um, the the horse industry is so important to what we do here in, in this country. Uh, in Europe and Australia, New Zealand. Um, the horse industry is kind of like um, uh, their heritage, their culture. 
uh, every family literally has had somebody, you know, in the horse business uh, doing that for a living, and a lot of families still do that. Now, we have that here in the United States, but this is the, the problem. We don't have the family, um, you know, takeovers uh, like the farms being passed from grandfather to grand, you know, to uh, to son to grandson, uh, you know, that type of thing. Not like they do in Europe and New Zealand and Australia. But it's still, you know, uh, there's still some places, you know, like um, um, Claiborne Farm is one. Uh, it's being passed down, uh, you know, uh, been like that for over 100 years. And so, and, and the reason uh, a lot of people don't get into it, but, uh, you know, take it, that are born into it and take it another step forward is because it's very difficult. Um, it was always tough to make money. It was a tough deal, but now everything is going good. You know, people are buying horses, they're selling horses, they're racing horses, you know, and it's, it's really good. Uh, you know, so that, that's what um, this time of year is all about. You get a good showcase of all the horses uh, and all the breeds what they're doing this year. Now, um, here at Wellington, uh, they had a real successful sale. Um, they had a lot of, they had, I think it was like 15 or 16 show horses that um, actually went in under the hammer uh, and went to sale. And, and the sale was good. And I always like it when you have a, an event, uh, you know, whether like polo, for example, or eventing, you know, or show horse, show jumping. Uh, when that event uh, puts horses under the hammer and puts them into, uh, into a sale. Uh, I like that. That's good for the business because um, usually you get a, a group of, um, it all, all breeds, uh, you'll get a group of people that come in that are going to get into the horse business, uh, you know, and for the first time ever. And so they kind of get in and, you know, uh, they might not be spending a lot of money, but they're spending money and they're, they're buying these horses. And then you've got the, you know, the regulars and, and the established uh, horsemen that come in and spend a lot of money. So it's kind of, you know, helping our whole industry as we go along, uh, you know, and that's what I like about, uh, about the horse business. Now you can always find your niche somewhere. Um, you know, it might not be a, a huge, uh, you know, thing for you uh, to do. Uh, I, I've been involved in, in a syndicate of two horses, and unfortunately, <laughs> uh, show you how a roller coaster you get on. Uh, they were young horses, uh, three, uh, two and three year olds, and the two came out and they they went. Uh, we had a horse that won at Gulfstream um, on his second time, on his first time out. Then he had a third, and then we sent him up to Keeneland in Lexington last last fall, and he winds up at Lexington. You know, so it was nice. Uh, here we've got three races underneath him. He's got two wins and a third. So, you know, things are starting to look promising for us going into the winter and looking forward to the next spring. And same with our filly. She was a little bit uh, – uh, she's kind of small. You know, she was catching up, and – and she started doing real good. So uh, we took her, uh, ran her at Gulfstream and, uh, she had a second, uh, her, her and a second and then she wins. So the other day in training, 
you know, we're sitting there thinking like, oh man, you know, this is going to be nice going to uh, Kentucky with uh, two nice horses that'll be competitive uh, at Keeneland and, and at Churchill during the spring, the spring meet. And that's every, every horse in the stream is to be in there, at least somewhere in there. If you're not in the Derby, you know, you're, you're on the undercards and, and that's what was exciting. But unfortunately, two weeks ago, the filly, she was, uh, got what they call a slab fracture. It was a fracture of the knee. And so we had to, um, take her out of training. Uh, we sent her to Rudin Riddle up in Lexington, uh, and from Gulfstream. Uh, and she um, uh, was operated on, and they expect a full recovery from her. She's doing real good. We we see see her every day, uh, and they're really Root and Riddle's the best. Doctor Bramley's just the best up there. And then the Colt, uh, we ran him uh, last week, and he had <laughs> he got disinterested. And that's the only way I can tell it. Some people say, "Oh, well, maybe he bled, or you know, well, he did stumble coming out of the gate." But he he got into the flow, and he just got disinterested. It was just like, you know, he was with all the guys, and he was running, you know, and he didn't go forward. He didn't go backward. You know, he just, he was there. So we can't figure that out. And uh, that's going to be an interesting scenario to see next time he runs if he does the same thing. And I hope he's not a horse that um, that uh, bounces on us uh, you know, and comes back and runs good and then runs bad, runs good and then runs bad. You know, I don't want to see that, you know. So, but that's like I said, it's all part of the horse industry. Um, you know, and, and whether you're uh, a show horse, polo, uh, standard breads, uh, you know, quarter horses, uh, the horse industry is great to be in. Uh, you know, you find your niche and, you know, where it fits good for you and, and uh, it's just it's exciting, you know, to do to get the whole family and friends involved in it, and all. And but and I'll be honest with you, this is this is the best part about the whole horse industry. Everybody always asks me, Scott, what's the best part of the horse industry? What do you think? I said, this is this is what I tell them. I said, what I like about the horse industry is there's so many things to do with it. You know, you can be involved with the horses. Uh, you can uh, work seven days a week with the horses, 24-7. Or you can do like a lot of people do. And they can plan like their spring schedule over. And like I was just talking about the uh, three-day Rolex and the Kentucky Derby, um, you know, uh, and that type of thing. Uh, starting on April 27th through May 3rd, uh, they have what they call breakfast buffet available for Dawn at the Downs. And it, it's a Kentucky Derby week. Um, you can uh, go out and you can watch, uh, you can eat breakfast there at Churchill. You can watch a Kentucky uh, Derby and the Oaks contenders uh, train on the track. Uh, you can be uh, uh, talking with experts on the commentary uh, on what they do and how they do it in the morning. And it's really, it's, it's really a good thing to go and see. Um, you know, you, you can get up close and in person. You can see the outriders and the ponies. Uh, the kids, the kids love that. Uh, you know, it's good food, a uh, good time. Uh, you can, you can do that. And, and so I tell you, 
I get fat that week, that's for sure, because all the food that they have available there, and it's great uh, down-home um, southern cooking, uh, it's just unbelievable. Um, the Donna to Downs, they have dining also, April 30th and May 1st. Uh, so you can upgrade your Donna to Downs experience with a delicious buffet breakfast with Millionaire's Row. Now, Millionaire's Row is where all the celebrities go, uh, all the owners go. It's the spot to be at on Derby Day, and, and it's really uh, fantastic. Now, even though you're not going to be up there on, on Derby Day, you know, you're going to be on Millionaire's Row, and you're going to see what they go through and, and how they eat and what it looks like from their point of view when they're watching the Derby. So that's that's what a Millionaire's Row is. It's something just to go see, you know, just to go see. Um, I, I, every time I go up there, I say... I, a lot of times I'll have to take things up from the owners of our horses or the trainers, and I get to go up there briefly. And it's just amazing to see how, uh, you know, some people live and enjoy the derby. Uh, usually I'm on the backside at the barn, you know, uh, barbecuing hot dogs and chicken and ribs, uh, you know, that type of thing. And so that's, um, that's really um, interesting, you know, to do. But they have Donna to Downs is, um, May 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th. You can go out there just about every day, uh, you know, to see what all they have uh, going on there. Uh, it's really, uh, it's really good. And then at Churchill, what I like is they have a twilight racing on Thursday. Um, the racing starts at, um, five o'clock normally it's at twelve forty-five, but they start at five o'clock and that makes a nice evening you know to go out to the derby that, that's for, that starts on may 11th um that's a thursday at five o'clock it's a good way to lead into the weekend uh then on the 18th they have the same thing again uh twilight uh tuesday uh then, then they have uh downs after dark uh the first race is at six o'clock uh, you know, it's really, it's really a good time to go to just to hang out, uh, good food, uh, you know, good entertainment, you know, to go and see what all they have there. So, um, you know, the whole thing that we're trying to do here is get people interested into, into the horses. You don't have to know a lot about horses, um, you know, but you can go out and you can get some good entertainment like the Derby Museum at Churchill is really a beautiful museum, uh, very historical. You can actually walk up to and walk in the starting gate that um, that they use to start the horses with. And I tell you what, you, when you get in there, it, it really gives you a good perspective of, you know, what the horse racing business is like because you see what the jockeys have to do when they come out of the gate and they spring the gate. And it's quite interesting. You know, it, it's a, it, you got to be a real athlete, you know, to do that. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's exciting. Uh, you can see races from back in the, you know, uh, early 30s. Uh, they've got good video section there. They've got a good, ta uh, good gift shop uh, there. Um, all kinds of historical information uh, there that you can see. You can see uh, uh, the Garden of Roses and, and, and the lilies that they use for uh, the Oaks and, and the Derby. Um, 
You know, it's just, and it, it kind of just gives you the whole chest of Derby Week in one room. You, I mean, you'll be in there two hours with no problem at all. They got a great gift shop there, too, so that you can go see. And like we were talking about earlier about the horses and horse business being good, uh, this year uh, we had uh, triple counter nominees, which which is completely different from the Derby and the Preakness and the Belmont because those are individual races. But uh, here, uh, when you go to the triple crown, you nominate to all three of them. And uh, it's it's up 18%. It's up 18% to 369 horses have been nominated to the triple crown. And that means that uh, they'll be able to run in all three of the races, and providing, uh, well, providing, uh, first of all, they have... Uh, enough points to get into the Derby. But after that, you got the you got the Preakness and then you got the Belmont. And that's up eighteen percent. So that just goes to tell you a little bit, you know, about how, how well the business is going. Uh, you know, the purse money and everything. It's just uh, something that you don't see. Um, they had fifty seven more horses this year uh nominated than they did last year. And that, that was just, uh, you know, really exciting for the, the business as a whole, you know, to see uh, 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 people nominated. For example, Spencer Farm in Lexington, they nominated 19 horses uh, this year. And, and so, you know, when you start looking at, um, um, you know, people nominating that kind, kind of, you know, uh, Horse, you know, qualities there. Um, there were 3,550 uh, uh, highest public auction purchase. Uh, was, uh, uh, let's see here, mid Atlantic two year old sale. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it, it goes and goes and goes. And it's really good, you know, to, to see that with what all we have here, you know, in the States. And again, you know, it's all about the economy. Uh, you know, the economy's back. They're going good. Um, you know, it's just uh, a lot of people buying, you know, selling horses. Uh, it's good. But but again, what I like about the horse business is always something to do. You have, like, Derby Week. You have a Kentucky Derby Week, 10 days, you know. You got the Preakness. Uh, they have their week-long celebration. You got the Belmont. Uh, now, like this week, uh, we got coming up here in, in, on April 1st, uh, we've got the, the uh, Arkansas Derby, we got the Louisiana Derby, we got the Florida Derby. Uh, we got a lot of good races coming up here. And those are all point races for the Derby because th this literally, uh, the week coming up next week will be uh, literally the, um, uh, you know, last chance to get Derby points. So we'll pretty much know. Uh, when the Derby field is set uh, on April the 1st. Uh, we'll, we'll pretty much know who's going to be in the Derby and where they're going. Uh, we'll know if Japan's Mandarin hero, uh, if he's going to uh, do anything. He's coming over for the Santa Anita Derby. And that's going to be uh, uh, an interesting measure of the horses that are coming out of, uh, out of uh, uh, Japan. Uh, and, and we got horses that'll be coming over from Europe uh, to see what's going on with them. 
But there's so many things in this business, it's hard to seem to describe them. Uh, you know, what what you can do and where you can go. And like I said, you don't have to be a, a horse person to enjoy some of these things. Uh, you know, like Derby Week, they got um, they got parades and they got balloon uh, races, boat races, the big steamboat races. You know, it's it's a festival. And that's what the horse business has always been about. Um, a lot of these horse shows that we have, like uh, the three-day Rolex in Lexington at the end of April, that's like a festival, uh, you know, uh, to go to. Um, up in Maryland, uh, the, the Preakness, that's like a festival to go to. There's so much to do in the Baltimore, uh, you know, area. Uh, same thing with Belmont. Uh, there's so much to do, uh, you know, Belmont weekend, you know, in the city and, and everywhere. It's really, a, you know, interesting to go to. There's a lot of things that you can do. You know, there with that, and same thing with uh, um, like Devon in Pennsylvania. Um, there, it's a beautiful time of year, and they get some of the best horse shows in the world there. Uh, you know, it's really good too. Go out to the Hamptons. Uh, Hamptons got a lot of good horse shows and polo uh, all summer long. Uh, there's just so much to do, you know, and, and and you don't have to be a horseman. You can get out there and really enjoy it. Uh, you know, to see what's going on. So now we're going to um, get a little into the um, how they get there, uh, the 2023 Kentucky Derby. Undefeated Arabian Knight is off the Kentucky Derby Trail. And this, this horse was a good horse. Uh, I'm telling you, he, he was uh, uh, in Bob Baffert's stable, and then they had to transfer him over to Tim Yakutin uh, to see, uh, uh, well, of course, Bob still has his issues with Kentucky and and racing, so they're trying to work that out. But but they had to the 28th of uh, February to move the horses that Bob had into uh, other trainers. And and Tim Yakuton used to be a um, um, uh, uh, assistant trainer for Bob, and so he kind of took him over. Um, but they had they had him uh, uh, training, and he just didn't he just wasn't training very well, and so they're trying to. Uh, figure out what it was, and, and they're just going to let him uh, um, grow up a little bit and turn him out. Figure that's what was, they didn't want to damage him any more than, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, he's been, not saying that he's been damaged, but, you know, he's just young. And he's undefeated. He knows what it's all about. He's a good horse. You know, you might come back and see him at the Traverse States in, uh, in August. Um, see what happens. Um Todd Pletcher uh, came out last week. Uh, the, four, the Tampa Bay Derby was coming around, and he had a, he had a good run in the Tampa Bay Derbies. Uh, he's won six of them, and so it, it was interesting to see, you know, how the Tampa Bay Derby was going to come out, because now we're you know we're getting to refining all the races and getting ready to go, you know, to see who's going to be in the Kentucky Derby. And everybody's like desperately trying to get in, you know, to get their points to get into the Derby. And like we were talking about before in previous weeks, uh, there was a lot of things that, uh, you know, uh, would happen like uh, Arabian Night. Uh, you know, he just needs to grow. They pulled him out. And, you know, he, he was literally one of the favorites, you know, to, to win the Derby. But, you know, they were thinking of the horse and they did the right thing. 
And so, you know, like we were talking about, we're sitting here looking at uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. We're looking at, <coughs> excuse me, at uh, all the different uh, races that were coming up. And lo and behold, what happened? Rain, bud, snow, weather. Uh, tracks were bad. Um, you know, out, out in California, they had re to readjust some races uh, because of, of the rain and the wind. Now, Hot Springs, Arkansas, done nothing but rain pretty much all, you know, all the winter long. Uh, New Orleans, a lot of rain. Uh, a lot of different things, you know, had happened. And so all the trainers are starting to scratch their head. Well, should we go ahead and run in the mud? Uh, should What should we do? You know, should we hold off for another race? And so it appeared that a lot of them had held off a little bit. So we had uh, we had the Tampa Bay Derby. Coming up, it was a $400,000 race. Um, it, it was a tough race. It was a grade three. And I'm telling you what, it, it was loaded. Um, we had uh, a total uh, in a race of uh, 13, uh, 12 horses, 13 to one scratch out there. But we had good good trainers in there. We had uh, we had uh, Mark Casey, Billy Mott, Ian Hardy. Uh, Todd Pletcher had uh, two in here. Sacco, uh, Mark Cassie had another one, in, and it was good. It was a good race. I'm telling you, it was a good race. And you know the interesting part about it is, is to show you where you're going at with these horses. You know, you, you get them in there, and if you win the race, is it too late to get enough points to get into the Derby? You know, where do you go with them? Well, out of nowhere, we're sitting uh, here looking at it, and I'm hoping Todd Pletcher wins because uh, he's at our Palm Beach Challenge training facility, and he had a horse named Tappet Trice. And this horse was just, he just didn't know where he was going or what he was doing. He broke late. Uh, he came out and, you know, you said, what the heck? You know, does he know where he's going, what he's doing? You know, what what is the deal with this guy? And he got up there and it looked like they were going to bury him. Um, you know, he was just not going to be able to, uh, you know, get it. Uh, he got bumped coming out of the gate on both sides. Um, he was just bracing as quick as he could. And all of a sudden, <laughs> he kicks clear in the final furlong. He just he just lays it down and just goes past him and did it very easy, did it very easy. So now Todd's got another horse, um, you know, for for the Kentucky Derby this year. Um, you know, uh, Tappet Trice he went he went by two, and it was uh, it was an unusual race. I tell you what, they put a lot of people uh, thinking, you know, what in the heck are they going to do, uh, you know, with this horse. So it appears now that he will probably uh, be going uh, towards the bluegrass stakes, maybe. Um, you know, it's hard to say. Uh, they still got a couple of options to go. And if they go to the bluegrass stakes, then that's, you know, right back up into Kentucky. And they don't need to be shipping him to New Orleans or, or you know, to uh, uh, Hot Springs, you know, for Arkansas Derby and the Louisiana Derby. Uh, you know, it looks like the bluegrass might be, you know, on his, on his front there. So that that's uh, what <laughs> what we were saying. You don't know what the heck these horses are gonna do. 
uh, you know, Todd's got like three or four over there that he's looking at. And, of course, he's got the leader. He's got Forte. Uh, Forte is just, uh, he's good. He, you know, he is good. Uh, he had a 106 uh, equity-based speed rating and marginally ahead of his numbers uh, from last year. So this, this horse is just, he's, he's just got nothing but better. And he was off a long time. He was off a long time um, coming out out of uh, Kentucky after winning the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile. Um, he he was off, and he come back just like he never missed a day of training. Um, and so that's that's what uh, you don't know about these horses. Some horses can't take a long way off, and, and so now with Forte, uh, they're, they're pointing him towards the uh, Florida Derby coming up in April. And, and through his training that he's been doing, he trains. He trains and runs every every five or six weeks. You know, and they were spaced apart, so he he knows what's going on. You know, he knows what's going on. So that's going to be uh, interesting to see. And uh, here, Todd's got the number one uh, Derby horse, and then Tappet Trice that won the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Derby. He's at fourth, and so then. Uh, you know, I was going through here, and I said, oh, my goodness. I said, you know, what's going on here? I said, these horses are, are all legitimate, you know, horses. They all ran good. And so I'm thinking, you know, like, is there anybody coming from uh, Japan or from Europe that's going to do, uh, m- might, you know, do anything? And uh, it doesn't look like it. You know, it looks like that we got about 12 to 15 horses here that could win the um you know the Kentucky Derby this year. And so I am thinking that Pletcher has the right three that are gonna go to the Derby this year. I think he just ha- has uh the right three to go. Um there, there's a horse that he has called Litigate. Uh that horse uh, it was like uh Tabit Trice. Uh he comes he comes out and well, he he was fired and ready to go when when he started. When they started looking at him, and you know, I, I wish that everybody could get behind the scenes and be able to see these horses that, that are coming up. You know, I, I just don't know um, what we have left facing us here uh, from March twenty fifth uh, on. Uh, we have the Louisiana Derby. We have the UAE Derby. We have the Jeff Ruby Stakes, the Florida Derby, the Arkansas Derby, the Bluegrass Stakes, Santa Anita Derby, and the Wood Memorial. And the last shot at getting any points for the Derby would be the Lexington Stakes at Keene on April the 15th. And uh, so that, that's uh, uh, the, the races that are set up now are, are right there, you know, ready to go. And, you know, once you get your horse through that race and if you come out good, then you know it's you know you, you know who's going to run. So what I'm saying is is that uh, on March or on the um, uh, March 25th through April the 8th we'll have the we'll have the Derby field. And, and I'm saying uh, in all probability um, after the first of April we're going to know who, who's in the Derby. And then I don't think we'll see any more uh, horses jumping into the Derby. <clears throat> I certainly don't see um, 
anything coming out of Japan, you know, or, or Europe. Uh, we have the one horse that's going out to run in the Santa Anita Derby. And uh, I just don't really see uh, that horse uh, coming around because um, when, when you ship over from Japan, uh, the first 30 days, you know, they're, they're, they're in pretty good shape. But after that, you know, it, it takes a toll on them. Um, all, all the jet lag, uh, the changing uh, the scenery, uh, the water, the hay, everything, it's it's a whole different ball game then. So I really don't see anything coming out of out of um, Europe or Japan, you know, to do that. Uh, the, the thing now is is the word battle. Everybody's going to start criticizing and saying, you know, who's going to do what? You know, they they've got enough information on them and training wise and race wise that you know now we let the experts take over, and that's what I like about horse racing. You can know the business inside and out. You could be the greatest handicapper in the world. You know, you could be uh, all these things. And then all of a sudden, what happens? You come up and you pull an Arizona. You get beat. You know, and you're scratching your head and saying, how the heck that happened? Where'd that horse come from? And then you have the guys that say, oh, well, yeah, I know. I saw him in an allowance race, you know, back last fall. I knew he was going to be something then, you know, and so everybody kind of really gets into it. And uh, the Derby is going to be a fantastic Derby this year. Uh, Derby week, uh, uh, Florida Derby, Arkansas Derby, uh, they're all going to be on IEM. You'll be able to watch them. And what I like about it is, is you know, the the who who's going to be – Who's going to be the, the horse that jumps in there that nobody thought of? Uh, you know, are they going to have another, another uh, you know, dominant feel? Are they going to have, uh, you know, a bunch of horses that could win it? And I tell you, uh, depending on the weather, too, depending on the weather. See, we're down into the We know pretty much that here in Florida, for the Florida Derby coming up, it's going to be pretty good weather. You know, the chances of having bad weather is, is slim. But down in New Orleans and Hot Springs, you still have cold weather, rainy weather. You know, it, it, hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully it comes up with good weather. You know, we can get some horses out of there. and uh, You know, and it, it would benefit them, you know, to get some good weather there. But, you know, if they don't get it, you know, then they're in trouble. They're in trouble. And then... You know, going up to um, up to Churchill and the Keeneland, that's going to be the tough thing right there, is you don't know what kind of weather you're going to have. Now, when we sent our horse up to uh, uh, Keeneland to run last fall from here in Florida, oh, my God, I tell you, we put blinkers on him for the first time, send him, send him up. We get up to Keeneland, raining, snowing, miserable weather, cold. You know, and he's coming out of, you know, 70 and 80 degree weather, you know, and, and no rain, no cold, no wind. He gets out there on the track, comes out of the gate. He, good gosh, he, he he loved it. You know, he was off and gone. And then we get him back down here and run him, you know, again down here in nice warm weather, good conditions, great conditions. And what happens? He comes out of the gate and he don't want to run. 
you know, he, he stayed right right in the group, just like, you know, he was one of the guys and just, you know, going right along and just showed no interest in getting getting going. He just flattened out on us. So, you know, we couldn't figure that out. But like I said, the, the springtime is here upon us. And we start thinking about all the different things that we have going on. Uh, you know, we have uh, the Live Oak International. We got Devon up in Pennsylvania with uh, a lot of good horse shows up there. Um, we've got uh, the Kentucky Horse Park with three day Rolex, uh, in which they have the, uh, they got a nice museum there, and you can go see that. Uh, they got the sales there in Keeneland on April the 30th. Uh, Keeneland is open for the springtime. And hopefully it's beautiful weather because uh, all the people dress up and, and really make a 30-day deal out of it. A lot of people take a lot of time off of vacations just to go to the Keeneland meet and just to do the things that are there in Keeneland, you know, in Lexington, just to do that. So that's good. But um, in the Derby Week, when it comes up, it's good. Uh, and then you got the Preakness coming two weeks after the Derby and then Five weeks after the Derby, you got the Belmont Stakes, and they're doing a lot of things up at Belmont to make it better and fan friendly. Uh, they're going to have—I don't know uh, how far along they've gotten on it—but uh, they're going to have fans that'll be able to go into the infield like they do the Derby and the Preakness. Going to be able to do that. Um, so you know, there's so many things you know to go see and go do. Uh, you know, this is something that I don't like. And I mean, I was strictly, totally against it. Um, and I've been going to Churchill, you know, 50 years. And what they did is they remodeled Churchill. Um, I was going to Churchill and taking horses to pad out back in the early 80s when they had the indoor pad out. Then we thought it was terrible and they had the outdoor pad out, but we got used to it. You know, and it, it was nice. The fans could get up there and get close. Now, this year, uh, they have torn down the the old paddocks, and they've, um, they're revitalizing it, they say. And there's going to be – it's going to be all modern, and it's going to be really good. They're building a hotel there. Uh, you can go to churchilldowns.com and see what, what they're doing to it um, there. But it's going to be – it's going to be different. You know, um, it's a whole new new way, and hopefully they'll be finished with all the uh, remodeling and rebuilding uh, by the first Saturday in May. Um, you know that that that'll happen. And then uh, Maryland, they're, they're uh, bringing Maryland up to standards at, at Pimlico. Uh, they're they're going to make it nice. Yeah, Belmont's totally totally new. Uh, they're going to have uh, people in the infield at Belmont. Uh, they put in a couple new tunnels. They're putting in a tapita track. Uh, they got a new turf course they're putting in, a dirt track. Um, they they got a lot of good things there at Belmont. It's going to be like a, a, a sports center. Uh, they have hockey there on the grounds, professional hockey uh, on the grounds there. Um, they, like I said, they're going to have the infield open up. It's going to be, you know, a good sporting venue. Uh, you know, to go to go there in Belmont. And then, of course, Saratoga is always Saratoga. Everybody loves going there. And it appears with, uh, from all I'm hearing, that uh, 
uh, New York Racing Naira, um, which they're fantastic. Uh, they're, they're horse people. Uh, they make it good for the horsemen. Uh, you know, it's just, it's really good in New York. It's just the doggone weather is not as good as what, what I would like to have it, uh, you know, be. But, um, what they want to do is uh, they want to close down Aqueduct and Ozone Park and they want to just have Belmont and Saratoga running year round. That's what they want to do, have them running year round. And so, um, I said, you know, and that might work. And I said, it wouldn't work at Saratoga because of the weather. So what they were saying is that they would extend the uh, Saratoga meet like maybe by uh, a week and open up a week early. So they would literally get, get almost two months of racing in Saratoga, um, you know, that type of thing. But uh, Saratoga is so prestigious. Um, you know, I don't know how that will fit with a horse. Uh, it might be able to to work, you know that uh, that type of thing. And then, of course, you know everything else is good uh, all across the country. Out west, uh, um, they're building a new harness track in Las Vegas um, for the harness industry. Uh, there's just uh, so many things that are going on, you know. And, and our business is doing good. Um, I, I I just wish that that. Um, we could somehow get together and say, okay, guys, here's what you do and what you offer in this time of year. Let's all get our dates coincide so that uh, we can make a lot of, make a circuit, literally develop a circuit, you know, for uh, the show horses and, and everybody to go through and also, but that, that's uh, basically what's going on. Kind of a, uh, you know, sitting on the porch talk today. Uh, that we had about what all was going on. Uh, next week, uh, like I said, next week, um, we have um, the last call update, and uh, we'll, have, we'll have live sales from Keeneland that day on the show. Uh, and then we got opening day at Keeneland, uh, opening uh, day at Churchill. Um, we got uh, all the good things that to, to talk about, three-day Rolex, Global Champions Tour in Miami, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas Derby, Jeff Luby, uh, Stakes, uh, Santa Anita Derby, Bluegrass, and who's coming from Japan. So we'll be looking forward to bringing that show to you next week. And like I said, get out and see some horse stuff. Just Google horses in your zip code and you'll be, you'll be surprised if you go just Google horses. And put your zip code in there, and you'll see what you have. Like for here, go horses three three four four six, and it'll tell you any and everything about horses that are in, the, in that zip code. So we look forward to uh, next week, and um, have a good day, a good St. Patrick's Day. <laughs>